Hi there, and welcome to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Sam Waldron. Today, we're going to listen to some of the most popular music from the 1950s and match these recordings with some interesting things that happened in that decade. It's going to be a really interesting hour. I think we should kick things off with the song that was number one on the bestseller charts on January 1st, 1950. Are you ready for this? It was a Gene Autry recording of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen, but do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose, and if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him as they shouted out with glee. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, you'll go down in history. shiny nose and if you ever saw it you would even say it glows all of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names they never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him, as they shouted out with glee. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, you go down in history. Okay, okay, I know it's not the season for Christmas music, and I promise things are going to get more interesting as we go. 
Today we're discussing some significant events of the 50s and listening to the most popular music when each thing happened. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was number one on the Billboard pop chart on January 1st, 1950. Now, I want to talk about two wars and two presidents. In the last week of July 1950, troops from North Korea marched across the 38th parallel and invaded South Korea. Two days later, President Harry Truman ordered U.S. troops to get into what became known in this country as the Korean War. Fortunately, we don't have to discuss the politics or the outcome of that war, but we should note that during that week, the most popular recording in the United States was this one by Nat King Cole, Mona Lisa. have named you You're so like the lady with a mystic smile Is it only cause you're lonely they have blamed you For that Mona Lisa strangeness in your smile Do you smile to tempt a lover Mona Lisa Or is this your way to hide a broken heart? Many dreams have been brought to your doorstep. They just lie there and they die there. Are you warm? Are you real? Mona Lisa. Just a cold and lonely, lovely work of Smile to tempt a lover, Mona Lisa. Or is this your way to hide a broken heart? Many dreams have been brought to your doorstep. They just lie there and they die there. Are you warm? Are you real? Mona Lisa Are just a cold and lonely Lovely work of art Mona Lisa Mona Lisa
okay, I know that's a little bit hard to figure out how that might relate to the Korean War, but there it was, the number one song when the Korean War broke out in the summer of 1950. Now let's jump ahead almost five years. Dwight Eisenhower is president. He's gotten us out of the Korean War. But in February 1955, Eisenhower sends advisors into a country that most Americans know nothing about, Vietnam. These advisors were sent to train the South Vietnamese Army in the hope they could fend off the North Vietnamese without getting the U.S. directly involved. Well, we know how that turned out. A hugely unpopular and hugely expensive war from which the U.S. eventually just retreated. In the week that those advisors were sent over there to see if they could help, a singer named Joan Weber had the most popular record in the U.S. It was called, Let Me Go, Lover. That's Joan Weber and her number one hit from February 1955 in the week that the United States first sent some non-military advisors into Vietnam. You're listening to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. I'm Sam Waldron. Today, in our show, we're looking at some things that happened in the 1950s and pairing them with whatever was the number one song playing in the USA at the same time. Now, let's turn to a couple of national leaders. In February 1952, a 25-year-old woman, whose name was Elizabeth Alexandra Mary Windsor, became Queen of England. 
and all these decades later, she's still queen and one of the best-known and most popular women in the world. In that same week, Frankie Lane and the Four Lads owned the number one spot on the Billboard music chart in this country with a song called Cry. If your sweetheart sends a letter of goodbye, it's no secret you feel better if you cry. When waking from a bad dream don't you sometimes think it's real but it's only false emotions that you feel if Lane and the Four Lads and Cry. From 1952, that was the number one song on the very date that Queen Elizabeth took the throne in England. Later that same year, Americans elected Dwight Eisenhower as the new president. He had been in the army most of his adult life, and he rose to become a five-star general and supreme allied commander in World War II. On November 4, 1952, the day Eisenhower was elected, the top-selling song in the country was a minor hit for Patti Page. I have no idea that this has anything to do with Eisenhower, except the, uh, the coincidence of the date. It was called, I Went to Your Wedding. Mm-hmm. 
I was dreading the thought of losing you. The organ was playing, my poor heart kept saying, my dreams, my dreams are Patty Page from the week in 1952 when Americans elected Dwight Eisenhower as president. Ike was relatively popular, and four years later, in November 1956, he got a second term. The election was a landslide, with Ike carrying 41 of the 48 states and picking up 457 electoral votes. Now, I don't know if Eisenhower was much of a fan of rock and roll, and I kind of doubt he had much interest in Elvis Presley. But the week that Eisenhower was re-elected, the top-selling song in the USA was Love Me Tender by Elvis. We're going to hear from Elvis later in this show. Right now, I want to remind you, you're listening to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. I'm Sam Waldron, and today our show is made up of some interesting things that happened in the 1950s and 
the music that was most popular when those things were happening. So now let's move on and talk about an unexpected event that seemed to be reflected in the title of the best-selling record in the USA. It was October 1957, and Russia sent a small ball of metal into space and sent it careening around the world for about a week, all the while emitting beeps that could be picked up on ordinary radios. This was the first man-made satellite. It was called Sputnik, and it's safe to say it scared the daylights out of many Americans. The government tried to pretend it was nothing, but behind the scenes there was panic as officials tried to figure out how the U.S. could suddenly be behind in the space race. You could say Sputnik was a huge wake-up call. Well, that very week, the Everly Brothers had the best-selling song on the pop charts. It was called Wake Up Little Susie, with lyrics like, Our goose is cooked, our reputation is shot. October 1957, the Everly Brothers and Wake Up Little Susie, the most popular song on the radio in the very week that Russia launched the Sputnik satellite. And while we're on the subject of space, in July 1952, multiple unidentified flying objects were spotted over Washington, D.C. They were picked up on multiple radar screens and noticed by quite a few people. These flying objects, whatever they were, were behaving unlike any known aircraft, and they managed to evade some Air Force jets that were sent to intercept them. A week later, more UFOs were spotted over Washington, D.C., leading the Pentagon to hold its biggest press conference since World War II. As far as we know, the aliens didn't stick around, they just went away. And this is probably just a coincidence, but the top-selling record in the United States that week was a song by Vera Lynn, Auf Wiedersehen, 
which in German means goodbye. From 1952, Vera Lynn. Now, here's something my friend John told me should be part of this show. In 1958, an American toy company named Whammo started selling a plastic ring that set off a craze lasting for a couple of years. The product was called the Hula Hoop, and the company sold 25 million of them in just four months. At the peak of the Hula Hoop craze, one of the top-selling records in the U.S., was Yakety Yak by the Coasters. Take out the papers and the trash Or you don't get no spending cash If you don't scrub that kitchen floor You ain't gonna rock and roll no more Yakety Yak! Don't go fast. Just finish cleaning up your room Let's see that dust fly with that broom You just put on your coat and hat And walk yourself to the laundromat And when you finish doing that Bring in the dog and put out the cat Don't hold back 
give me no dirty looks Your father's hip, he knows what cooks Just tell your hoodlum friend outside You ain't got time to take a ride Yaggity-yack Don't talk back Yaggity-yack, yaggity-yack The Coasters and Yakety Yak, a great song for hula hooping in the late 1950s. Well, this has been a pretty interesting half hour, and I assure you there's still a lot more to come. I'm Sam Waldron. Today we're taking a look at some significant, or at least some pretty interesting, events of the 50s, and then pairing them with the best-selling popular music at the time. Let's go back to 1951 for this one. Unless you live through this era you might not realize how much of a change happened on November 10th that year. That was the first day that Americans could pick up their telephones and dial the number they wanted to call. Up until then, you just had to wait for an operator to answer and say something like, number please, then you'd say the number you were calling. This didn't roll out all at once, of course, and long-distance calling wasn't automated right away. But to me, this seemed like a big step forward, and letting real people take charge of this one small part of our lives. And when that change took place, the number one song in the country was Cold, Cold Heart by Tony Bennett. I tried so hard, my dear, to show that you're my every dream. Yet you're afraid each thing I do is just some evil scheme. A memory from your lonesome past keeps us so far apart. Can't I free your doubtful mind And melt your cold, cold heart Another love before my time Made your heart sad and blue And so my heart is paying now For things I didn't do In anger, unkind words are said That make the teardrops start Why can't I free your doubtful mind And melt your cold, cold heart? There was a time when I believed that you belonged to me. But now I know your heart is shackled to a memory. The more I learn to care for you, the more we drift apart. Why? Why can't I free your doubtful mind 
and melt your cold, cold Those were the Weavers and their number one hit, Goodnight Irene, from the week of November 11th, 1950. On that day, the Federal Communications Commission issued the very first license to broadcast color television. The license went to CBS. In 1950, there were only about six million televisions of any kind in the United States, all of them capable of picking up only black and white programming. CBS and a lot of other companies had been experimenting with color television 
since 1940, but the technology was large, clunky, and expensive. In 1951, CBS used the only color TV camera it owned to broadcast a few programs that the public could see on small TV sets in a public building in New York. Okay, one more interesting fact about color TV before we move on. In February 1954, Westinghouse introduced a small-screen color television that the public could buy for $1,295, equivalent to about $12,600 in 2021, and it sold a total of 30 of them. I'm Sam Waldron, and you're listening to 45 RPM Music of the 40s and 50s. Our theme today is the music that was most popular when certain interesting or important things happened in the 50s. And while we're on the topic of TV... In the spring of 1955, the 100th television station in the United States went on the air, KXTV in Sacramento. And that week, the best-selling record in the United States was called Sincerely by the McGuire Sisters. Please. 
the McGuire sisters and sincerely. Well, now I want to go back to 1952 and skip across the ocean to Denmark, where an ex-GI from World War II underwent a series of operations and became the first person to become widely known as a transgender woman. Her name was Christine Jorgensen, and the news was something of a sensation. Now, maybe it's interesting that the most popular song in the U.S. at that moment was this one, Why Don't You Believe Me, by Joni James. Please turn on your magic beam, Mr. Sandman. 
Those were the Cordettes and their iconic record, Mr. Sandman, the top-selling record in Thanksgiving week of 1954. Now, maybe you don't remember what's so special about the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and that's why you need me. This seems far-fetched, but hear me out. On November 23, 1954, the stock market crash of 1928 finally ended. On this day, the Dow Jones Industrial Average finally closed higher than it was just before the crash in 1928. On that day, the Dow rose to a new all-time high of 382. Now, that probably seemed pretty impressive back then, but it seems kind of small these days with the Dow above 31,000 in early 2021. I still have a couple more events from the 1950s to share with you. In September 1957, President Eisenhower sent federal troops to Little Rock, Arkansas to make sure that nine black students could attend a public high school. This act was highly controversial at the time, and it probably would be even today. In that week, the number one song in the United States was That'll Be the Day. Someday we'll all be through Well, that'll be the day When you say goodbye Yes, that'll be the day When you make me cry You say you're gonna leave You know it's a lie Cause that'll be the day When I die Well, 
1957, Buddy Holly and the Crickets. I'm Sam Waldron. Today we're exploring some of the events of the 1950s and listening to the music that was most popular at the time of those events. We've covered quite a bit of ground so far. The ascent of two new world leaders, unidentified flying objects over Washington, D.C., and a couple of little-noticed milestones in the development of television. And now here's something that's pretty hard to believe and it could have turned out to be a huge disaster. It happened on a Tuesday in March 1958 in rural South Carolina. During a training exercise, an Air Force B-47 bomber accidentally dropped a nuclear bomb on a small town of Mars Bluff in South Carolina. Fortunately, the nuclear weapon part of the bomb was not armed, but the bomb exploded and made a crater that was 75 feet wide. The explosion destroyed a building and some trees and, and injured a few people who lived nearby. That week, the best-selling song in the United States was a record by Elvis Presley. Its one-word title was a message that those people in South Carolina probably would have liked to send to that Air Force pilot earlier in that day. Don't. Don't. That's what you say Each time I hold you this way When I feel like this And I want to kiss you Baby, don't say Just a game I play. 
thing that I don't Platters and Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, the most popular song in the United States in the first week of January 1959, when Alaska officially became a state. I'm Sam Waldron. It's been nice having you along today. 
One thing we haven't talked about was how much popular music changed during the 50s. We started the hour with Gene Autry and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the most popular song in the very first week of 1950. And in the last week of 1959, people were listening to a very different sound, a recording by Johnny and the Hurricanes called Red River Rock. <laughs> 